You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Aaron, mm-hmm. have you checked out Blue Lock yet? No, I have not watched Blue Lock. No, I got I, my PlayStation tackled everything. I, I got a PlayStation, and I got I was uh, when God of War came out. Erica was like, "Let's try and get a PlayStation, get that Ragnarok one." And I was like, "Sure, whatever." And then Erica sprinkled fairy dust on my computer, and then Best Buy said, "Sure, come through in one try." <laughs> And um, so, yeah, and then um, I just spent the week um, trying to navigate Sony's <laughs> infrastructure and getting the games, that, the games that I wanted to get. It's taken several hours, multiple days, and I think I lost 40 bucks. <laughs> we have complained numerous times about Sony's user interface and just like the ability for them to deliver the games that you want to play. That, that mechanism is terrible. Um, it's just kind of disrespectful of your time, to be real. Yeah. <laughs> bro, um, bro, please Bap. continue. Please continue, Jeff. I need you to check I, out Blue Lock, though, Bap. I've, I mean, listen, I've been thinking about it, but every time I, I don't, I can't get hooked into another one, man. It's so many rolling right now. Oh. Man, they brought they brought Hunter Hunter back, and I'm just like, I can't be reading and. Like oh, too much, too much going on with manga. I love the that. fact that they brought back Hunter Hunter in the middle of an arc without gone. So everyone's like, "What's happening?" And I'm like, "Oh right. no, let we're we're doing the mafia. We're back hey, here. Oh, Bleach. it's like he never left." Bet. Bleach is good. What? No, okay. <laughs> Bleach looks good. <laughs> oh well, fair, fair. That that story is I'll be off. Awesome. I have seen. I oh, know exactly where this ends. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, Justin, my man, thank you. I am at people are like bleach is so good, and I'm like no 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 no. Bleach is entertaining. It it looks fantastic. Those fight scenes are beautiful. There is no substance in that anything. There's I think people forgot. No, there is no. There is not an ounce of substance in the manga. There's not an ounce of substance in the show or well, any of the movies. It is nothing. It is cotton I, candy. I think the episode that just aired is the one where all the captains get their bankai stolen. And like, I remember reading that week to week and I was like, if they knew this was a risk and they know they have lieutenants with bankai, why didn't they just have the lieutenants use it? Why are they? And they know the bad thing is going to happen. Why are they all purposely doing the bad thing and letting their weaker subordinates clean up their mess? This, assumedly smart people are saying, yes, this is the smart plan. I'm like, no. Th- this is, all of you are smarter than this collectively. Why are you all doing yes. the dumb thing? Like, why are all of you, okay, sure, whatever. I forgot that that story ends terribly. And then the whole, <laughs> let's kill Hitsugaya, then bring him back as a zombie. And then kill zombie Hitsugaya, but killing zombie Hitsugaya makes him back to normal again. And I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it for, but the last two episodes are going to be. <laughs> I wonder oh, actually oh. going to do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't wait. I, I don't know how, they're how do they it. So the episode where they actually beat literal God, that's mm-hmm. going to be a fun one. And then the epilogue, those are going to be fun. But something does happen in that story that I thought was really interesting. Unahana's backstory, where we find out that she's the first Kenpachi. Kenpachi? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that, was, that was really interesting. And she just keeps killing him over and over and over again. And then makes and then they have the 
the realization like, oh yeah, all Kenpachis have a terrible backstory. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. like the, when Kubo wants to, and I think that's what frustrates me the most about Bleach, when he wants to, he could do like character moments really, really well. Like intimate moments between two characters, he does that really well when he wants to. It's just he also tries to do like these grand stories and that's not his strength. Exactly. Like the the fight between Ichigo and Byakuya the first time, that is a really good moment because you can tell Byakuya is just executing his duty. He doesn't actually want to kill his sister. And like he captured that really well with those two. Then when he tries to weave that into the larger narrative of Soul Society, it's like, eh, this kind of makes zero sense. Like if nobody actually wants to do this thing, why are you all doing it? Like, no one here actually wants to do this. You all agree in principle that it's dumb. So why? You just made me remember that whole ending of with like, the Quincy's and Ichigo. Like, oh, my God. Even even the <laughs> stuff, like, the stuff with Udio and his dad is really well done. And then it ends, and you get that whole weird love triangle between Uryu's mom and Ichigo's dad. And yeah. Uryu's dad. And I'm like, wait, are you saying that he and I mean, if he was Bobby Womack, I get it. If, if <laughs> man's really pulled up, like, hey, man, I, I mean, if I was your man, I wouldn't treat you like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ichigo's mom got to call woman to woman. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sally? <laughs> oh, God. Oh god. All right, but yes, I will check out Blue Lock by the next show. Yeah, Bruh. same, same, same. Bruh. I showed uh I showed my best friend that because I was watching it with my brother and he came over. He was like, What are you guys watching? I said, Nope, we're going back to the beginning. <laughs> mm. And Buddy missed like Buddy passed it. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's sports cinema, you know, teamwork, power, friendship, and buddy missed. And he said, Oh, he's gonna stew on that shit. <laughs> and then when he said, Hey man. We're nobodies. We're just the team that lost. He said, "Oh yeah, he got that. He got that demon. He got that dog in him. I'm, I'm in. I am a hundred percent in." All right, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but with me, the actual host of the program, the CEO, CFO. Chief Brand Operating Officer, Social Meter Manager, Cat Wrangler, Lead Artist, Choir Director, Elise Bacon. Bacon, how are you? Hey. Uh, that's my um, impression of Aaron when he says hello to me. Well, um, that means I'm happy to say it. Sometimes I'm happy to see you. I'll say that to people. You'd be surprised how many people, I, I respond like Kratos. They go, good morning, Aaron. And, good morning. That's me. So A is A is a thing. That is, that, is, that is a unique response for me to people who are close to me or people doing interesting shit, black people doing interesting shit. It's specific, very specific response. Please continue. Uh, that's, that's about it. I'm I'm tired. I finally got my medication. Hey. hey. Did the stabbings. Whoa. Oh yes. Stabby. Yeah. Stabby. 
Yes. Like I, I, I did the stabby stabs. Very so I have nice. my, I'm fueled by testosterone again. Yes. <laughs> After three weeks of pharmacy bullshit. But three weeks. still tired, but yeah. good. Yeah. But here. On to our compatriots. We got with us um, the uh, founder of the Black Astronauts Podcast Network. Friend of the show, esteemed colleague, General Teddy Bear of a delightful human being. <laughs> we got Bap, Aaron Bap. How are you? Hello, other Aaron. How are you? Hey, don't run that back. I'm the host. I don't answer questions. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> what up, y'all? I took a few weeks off to uh, handle some family business and go get my... Bl- I had to renew my Black Fatherhood card. And, you know, it's a pretty intensive LJ knows it's pretty intensive we don't really talk about it but you know pretty 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 hard to uh renew every year you know with no issue so I made it I made it another year mm-hmm. and video games and also with us we have of his own volition uncoerced the freest man the blackest dad, America's greatest father. Uh, Justin, Justin, how are you? I, I feel like I've only attained the greatest father status by, like Bap, just being present in my child's life. Like, I don't think you understand just how much country people will give us being black men and just being next to our child. Like, or, hey, no, next to a child hey hey <laughs> uh th- there was a time where my god brother who's my god brother just turned yeah, he just turned 13 so when he was super younger he stayed with us so i'm picking him up from school and it was like oh is that your son and i'm like this baby is light-skinned i am not this baby's complexion we do not have the same facial structures. We don't even have the same curl pattern in the hair. Why would you think that me and this cream colored baby? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm going to have to use that <laughs> But no, the, the yeah, j- just, just existing near a black child. They're like, you're father of the year. It's like, do y'all really, you know, we exist, right? We're not unicorns. I mean, you do exist. Yeah. Ultimate black father <laughs> title is not attained from having and taking care of your black children, but being father for other people, adults, strangers, passers-by, other people, pedestrians, folks on the road. They talk to you. They ask you questions. They confide in you. You know this is true. So I I, I haven't reached I that mean, level yet. That's what my so my dad is at that level where people will just like come to him like Vito Corleone, like Godfather. I ha- I I need your advice, Godfather. Well, you know what level that is. That's the secret uh, leather cap level that right. only a few a few people will attain. That's so a matter. Just, that's a matter. He just started getting his leather caps. Right. See? Once See? you get to a certain number, once you have a certain, the thing about it is, it's your talent level plus a certain number of years. So you being the son of an ultimate dad, it's just a matter of time. For you specifically, it's just a matter of time. So, yeah, either your father has to be there immensely or not there at all. And yes, 
There is no in between. Yeah, no. Can't just have like an okay dad. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm gonna be like Michael in the garden with Vito. He's gonna be telling me, "Hey, now when they ask you about this, you gotta you gonna tell them about this." <laughs> <laughs> so, but I I am here of my own volition. There are. I, I feel like every time I'm on the show, it's because one of two things has happened. Now, both of the things that I like to talk about have happened. Twitter is in flames, and oh another gosh. cryptocurrency has gone up in flames. Wait, 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 wait. Another, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Another, another one or FTX? F, no, we're talking about FTX. Oh, sure. okay, okay, because shit's bonkers right now. Um, the fact that FTX crashed and the way FTX crashed. I would be very worried about all of your other major crypto outlets, crypto.com specifically. Oh, that's, crypto, that's, crypto, crypto.com is, is crying right now. That, they are, they are, scared of. they are in full emergency, all hands on deck trying. They are doing desperate everything. And I don't even understand what's going on, but I understand the desperation. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we'll start. Okay, actually, no, I don't want to start there. Because something just came across my desk, my dear heart, the love of my life. Twitter has shut down the offices. You found it. They Whoa. Twitter has closed the office buildings and suspended Whoa. badge access. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, buddy. <laughs> okay. It didn't take so, long so at all. Did, so to, well, no. So today was a 5 p.m. deadline of fuck what was the ultimatum it was it was not a legal ultimatum by the way <laughs> it, it was like like not legal in several countries oh, the, not the, legal. the severance ultimatum where it's like um is that the one we're talking about or is this a different ultimatum because uh, it is it is a little more it's not just a severance ultimatum okay so the way it was working out um i just i just found the the tweet thread uh they had sent a, a staff email that says a fork in the road going forward to build a breakthrough Twitter 2.0 and succeed in an increasingly competitive world. We will need to be extremely hardcore. Who says that? <laughs> this will mean working long hours at high intensity. Excuse me. Only exceptional performance will constitute a passing grade. Twitter will also be much more engineering driven. You know what? Never mind. Design and product management will still be very important. Report to me, but those writing great code will constitute the majority of our team and have the greatest way. Okay. Most, there is more to engineering and development than writing code. This should be a first sign that he doesn't know any at all what he's talking about. Um, uh, at its heart, Twitter is a software and servers company, so I think this makes sense. No, it's not. <laughs> if you are sure you want to be a part of the new Twitter, please click yes on the link below. Anyone who does not do so by 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, Thursday, today, will receive three months of severance. Whatever decision you make, thank you for your efforts to make uh, Twitter successful. Um First off, this is not legal for a variety of reasons <laughs> across multiple countries and states. Um, uh, 
The update to that was Twitter HR had sent out a thing saying everyone who does not sign the new pledge, they are counted as having resigned. That's not how resignation works. That is employment law does not in any way work that way. <laughs> so they were by saying that if they don't sign, they've resigned. They're saying that they've given up unemployment benefits and wrongful termination. It does not work that way. That is that is not that is not how that works at all. <laughs> like even in states that have like like we ha even though this country almost all the states are at will and right right to work states. This does not follow even Republican labor laws. <laughs> so I, per I personally think he's trying. I think he got in over his head. He he's gonna try and claim bankruptcy or something, bro. Because this is a load you did not expect, Bruh, I'm gonna need you to go read the uh. The Tesla uh, trials right now because that shit is also wild. Oh yeah, my man yeah. does not know what he's doing. Period, at all. Yeah, te anything. Tesla just uh, Tesla just killed another person like uh, two days ago. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so so today was the Eastern time, and folks just went no, they just. It's pretty clear that people just went, well, we're not doing the pledge. <laughs> and again, that's not how labor, that's not how labor law works. And uh, so uh, they have announced as of right now, uh, it's been announced that uh, Twitter has a uh, Effective immediately, all office buildings are temporarily closed and badge access is suspended. Now, mind you, also a couple days ago, uh, Elon had required that everyone start working in office. Re they had 40 hours to get to start working in office, regardless of where they were in the world. <laughs> which office yeah. which offices just just find an office anyway yeah, i mean i mean technically that's what that's what he said he said any office space that can be used um as a workspace should be considered an office if it's not a traditional workplace or something like but, that but again twitter is a hundred percent a remote company exactly there there are not offices and Twitter is also an international company. So the interesting part is, is like he laid off like almost everybody in like the Australia, like almost all the Australia folks are like Twitter in Australia doesn't really work well. And laid off like 80% of like, I want to say the, uh, the Indian uh, division, like India, Indian division. Hmm. Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, none of this shit follows EU anything. Because um, the EU has stricter labor labor laws in California. Um, uh, what what else? There, there's I don't know. This is a mess. Sorry, Justin. I I, I just shoved myself in. <laughs> no, that that that's that's the employment side of the house. Let's look at the Musk side of the house because you brought up the Tesla lawsuit. I'm glad you did. I'm um, helping. 
the Tesla lawsuit, short version of the Tesla lawsuit, he's being sued by his by a member of his board of directors because they're objecting to his fifty billion dollar uh, incentives package that he effectively paid himself with Tesla stocks. They're like, hey, you can't do that. Um, and so in trying to defend himself, they brought up the fact that, you know, he was artificially inflating, uh, the artificially manipulating the value of Tesla stock with his tweets and how that violates an SEC agreement. His response to that was, quote, that agreement was made under duress and therefore it wasn't valid. If you want to know how his other lawsuit is going. An agreement made with the federal government was made under duress and therefore it is not valid. There are sure a lot of people uh, that signed plea agreements in jail right now that would love to see this hold up in court. How? What do you mean I can just say, no, it doesn't count because I didn't want to do it. (laughs) Right. Like, excuse me. Are you talking to me? What do you mean I can say it just doesn't count anymore? I just, you know. And so I, I, the only thing I'll say is I don't think this is intentional in the fact that he is trying to burn it down. I think it's intentional in the fact that he is doing things that he thinks will work. He is just ill-equipped for this job. So everything that he thinks will work is actually terrible and it's burning the site to the ground. Like, this isn't Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel went in with the express purpose of, I'm going to destroy Gawker because Gawker is making me look bad. God, he did such a fucking... Oh, he, he was like the architect. Yeah. We've destroyed Zion much. six times. We've become exceedingly efficient <laughs> at it. Elon Musk That's bought true. Twitter because people made fun... Of, like, effectively because people made fun of him. So he bought the site. I- okay, listen. I was genuinely joking when I had said that last week. No, it's not inaccurate. And I was it today or yesterday where I I think I was responding and I was either responding to you or um, awesome fan and friend of the show, Dana. Um, I was responding with, I was just like, oh no, this nigga actually just bought Twitter because we were making fun of him. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The two, the two fundamental shifts in America's trajectory, because like like it or not, what is happening to Twitter is going to be a fundamental shift in America's trajectory, because so much of American media had shifted to using Twitter as its primary method mm-hmm. of delivery, and now that it's crashing and burning, the media institutions that gutted themselves to appease Twitter now have to reevaluate how that works and whether we like it or not the immediate the meat like american media is an institution that has a value so it's deeply unfortunate because twitter has such a unique platform mm-hmm. like yes. and the way that it's set up is like again very uniquely suited for um journalism and breaking news and that, um and, and it's yeah and it's also how communities have been able to organize and um, have like uh, have greater communication. Like yeah. it, it really like helped people all over. 
um, form larger communities. And I, I don't think there's a replacement. I don't like, unless somebody actively makes a replacement that could work the same way. Like I don't, Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a problem. Like a, a lot of the Twitter replacements that people are suggesting will work if and only if you already have a community or have a community that's migrating there. Yeah, with just... Like Mastodon isn't really built for discovery. Discord isn't really built for discovery. They're built for networking with people that you already know. Yes. Right. I, I think oh. Discord realized this a little bit too late, though, because they're starting to roll out features for forums and stuff like yeah. easier ways to search. But honestly, the thing that people forget about Twitter, it it never changes, right? Like the basic structure of yep. Twitter has been the same since inception. It's had like one change and it was like, what, we did the character limit change? That's yeah. the biggest change. Yeah, there, there's been some small quality of life stuff and there's yeah. been some algorithmic changes, which nobody actually really liked. But um, the 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 way that discoverability works on Twitter is yeah. is is very unique and it's also it's much more interactive than um things like tiktok because tiktok's more about like you're viewing a person and then like short responding to that whereas twitter like there's much more like um back and forth right um there is like you know stitching things but again it's still from the primary person who is like making the stitch who's making the the post and 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 so like the two major moments that altered the trajectory of america happened because of fragile white male egos donald trump runs for president because obama roasts him at the 2012 white house correspondence dinner elon musk buys twitter because people made fun of him He's such he's he's just so stupid. Like what? I don't I don't understand how people thought he was intelligent. Like that was the biggest scam that anybody pulled in the last well, besides Donald Trump being president. Um like in the last five years. Like you could you could not tell me it's not that a, he is intelligent. It's not a scam. It's um these are the wildest dreams of terrible people. Elon Musk and Donald Trump, they are the wildest dreams of people who want to be able to say something about themselves and have it be true through sheer force of will, time, or money. So it's not a scam. They are the wildest dreams of the worst people mm-hmm. you've ever met. <laughs> that and, would make, yeah, fair. Right. So it's like, it's not, they're, no one, they are not being lied to. They would like the opportunity to exist for them to do this, to be absolutely a charisma vacuum a nega human like elon musk still <laughs> command riches and command attention through just your resource just the amount of resources that he has or donald trump who should be dead several times over just he's just a chaos agent just touched by the gods for some reason evil it's evil is keeping him alive it's not, he's running on it oh this is it's a greek tragedy it's just sheer dumb luck i think yeah. i think if they if the gods exist Four of them were playing cards, and the wrong one won. And <laughs> now this one person, who should have been killed several times over, will never die. I would say Loki, but it's, that wouldn't be my Loki. Nah. That's not my that's Loki. Not, nah, it's, it's, Donald Trump is not a Loki thing, but they, we're not going to go into that. Um, so, yeah, it's, no, there is no scam involved. 
There is a clear they are they are appealing to a demographic in a way that we didn't think we we thought we were getting smarter. And uh no. Wrong. Not Wrong. at all. No. No. The uh, uh yeah. I, I mean if we're talking about scams, that's a perfect segue into our friend Sam Bakeman Fries. Hey, let's go. The CEO of, I think he's still the CEO of FTX. Oh, okay. I was going to ask who is that, but like, thank you. Uh, the, the king of that funny money. I, I just, listen, I didn't read names. I just read positions. Mm-hmm. And I, I read that there was like a, a, a tech polyamory group that is yes. responsible. And there was like a lot of money embezzlement. But Justin, continue. Uh, all right. I'm going to, I'm actually going to start the story at the end. The story ends with this dude illegally accessing FTX's assets, the coins, and trying to put that in an account he has in the Bahamas. That's how the story ends. He's fleeing to the Bahamas. Um, Bap, correct me if I'm wrong. What currency is used in the Bahamas? What currency do they do they use? I can't, you know, I can't remember what currency they use in the Bahamas. It's the dollar, it, right? It's the dollar. It's a U.S. dollar, right? Yes, it, it's the American uh, dollar. Okay, mm, so okay, cut, so somewhere that would extradite. Got it. Okay, um, that was his plan. His plan was to flee to the Bahamas and the Bahamas extradite. Okay, so what happened with FTX? FTX is like any of these other crypto exchanges, Crypto.com, um, any of the big ones that you see Super Bowl commercials for. I think FTX had like Tom Brady and Steph Curry attached. Yes, it also had, yeah, that it? was that LeBron shit. Didn't uh, didn't Miami Heat play in the FTX arena for a bit? Yes, they, yes they did. Yeah. Yes they did. Yeah, they don't know uh, more. Please continue. Um, so the way that these larger crypto firms entice you to use them is, think of it like um like a Target gift card or like a a credit card that you use that gives you points off of something else. Right, like uh, you got a, an airline card that you get like points off of your airline miles. You got like a target card that gives you like points back in your target account. And then like you save up enough target points, you can get like get something free or like you have a, a bank credit card that gives you cash back or whatever. That's how these crypto that's how these cryptocurrencies work. And that's how they incentivize other people to get into them. It's like, hey, we can give you discounts on this stuff if you use us. So, OK, that's how they were getting regular people in on the crypto and the way that they were inflating the value of FTX, I say inflating, they would take, or Sam, the CEO, would take 30% of the earnings from his other cryptocurrency and inject that into FTX <laughs> to artificially inflate FTX's value. That's so bold and all Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 one, so more, one more time. One more time. I want to hear this illegal shit one more time. By his own admission, he was taking about 30% of the earnings of his other cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and injecting that directly into FTX. Wait, wait, which is what's his other cryptocurrency? I believe it's FTC. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so that crashed too, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking so, the right questions. <laughs> Eventually, one of the major holders of FTX was like, yo, I'm looking at the accounting books. 
this coin really isn't worth that much. I need to offload this coin. So he tried to offload the coin for what the coin was supposed to be worth. And the Binance exchange, the Bitcurrency exchange, the Bitcoin exchange, whatever you want to call it, looked at that price and said, no, this coin isn't worth that. This is when that, the bottom starts to fall out. Yeah, I was say. Like, oh, you mean this is worthless? <laughs> Got it. So now everybody's scrambling, trying to get their money out. It is around this time that our friend illegally accesses the Bitcoin, or the crypto wallet of FTX to remove the assets from FTX to put them into an account in the Bahamas. How much you take? Um, so that report, that amount has, I don't have like an official report. I've got estimates of like how much you took, but I'm waiting for the, the actual SEC investigation because the, these things get investigated by the federal government. When, when you, when you uh, start the day saying you're worth $32 billion and you leave that day saying you're $8 billion in the hole, that, that, that's when the feds come knocking. That's wild. So the feds are like, um, excuse me, excuse me. Hey, um, Sam. Um, hey, Sam. Sir, uh, uh, we, have, we have a few questions, sir. And his brilliant idea was to run to the Bahamas. Hmm. Why he the, running to the Bahamas? I mean, not, it doesn't. You might as well just go to go to Hawaii. Like if you're just going to go somewhere. <laughs> if you're trying to flee the United States government, yeah, not flee to a country where their official currency is the United States dollar. I'm, like, I'm trying to. Right, that's why I'm sitting here like, wait, that. Yeah. We can like the feds can still get them there. Yeah. He's not it wasn't going even anywhere. Yeah, yeah he, they probably saw that deposit as soon as he put it in. Like, huh, thank you. And so <laughs> they, the, you know the feds been on them for a minute. This ain't yeah. just happened. They already probably didn't had whiffs. The first red flag to like the major coin holders because like the real scam with cryptocurrency is you really have like two classes of cryptocurrency holders. You have the Bitcoin holders that are just leeching off of the people that get in, trying to get a quick lick, like the people on the ground. Like they're the ones that are like, Hey, we're trying to get in on this coin. We're trying to put all our money into this coin. The Bitcoin holders, people at the top of the pyramid scheme are just waiting for that virus to get just enough before they offload and leave everybody at the bottom, holding the bag. The people with the, the people at the top of the pyramid were like, yo, something's not right here. Their first red flag was, Sam kept saying he doesn't have a lot of liquid cash. And they're like, I mean, you should. You should have more liquid assets than what you're claiming because we have those liquid assets based on the value of our coin. So why don't you have those assets when you have more coin than us? No, something's not right here. And then the one guy tried to sell his coin and they said, no, it's it. You, uh, price of the brick is not that. That is not today's price, sir. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that is that we are not paying seventeen five. That that's not happening. But to go to the one place, I st- I just don't understand the planning oh. of like I I get the greed part of it right. Like you're already in there, you going to jail regardless. <laughs> get your money and get the fuck out. Like I'm I'm good with that. Like you gonna try and get a runaway, but you gonna you couldn't even go to like I don't know South Africa. I don't know. 
any other fucking country that doesn't have the U.S. dollar as its major fucking currency? I don't think South Africa is an extraditing country. Let me look that up. Yeah, they don't. I don't think South Africa extradite. I I don't think they extradite to anybody. They're just like, hey, man, if you're here, you're here. We'll deal with you. Basically. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name of the other fellow who had a plan to get caught being a scammer. Um, I think we were spoiled by his foresight and wisdom under pressure. Wasn't he uh, that yeah. one though? Okay, Mr. but like, son. but specific, wasn't that? Wasn't is yeah? But that man's not white. <laughs> he mm. he went he went in knowing that he was gonna get caught. Mm. Yo, he has enough. He has another cryptocurrency. Who? Which one? Justin Sud. Hey, he's back in the streets. Let's go, like stable a Batman. Coin. Like he a, has stable coin. Yes, yeah, like hey, baby. He's like he a, said, "I'm back, baby." He's like a yo. yo. He's like a Batman villain. He's always in the streets doing something, getting chased around somewhere. Somebody. This man has an addiction. Good for yo. him. Good no, for him. When we talked about, it, he said he's addicted. Like he, he is addicted to these things. <laughs> oh, he's currently in Singapore right now. Okay. Nah, he good. He ain't, ain't nobody <laughs> coming to get him. He wanted to know how it's going for Mr. Justin's side. He's in Singapore right now. Yeah. No, he's good. Good on him. <laughs> yeah, our man Sam is, um, he he did not plan ahead. He did not have an exit plan. No. I mean, I imagine he got, I mean, have they found him? Like, is he, he's been, to, I imagine he's already been, if not, he's already sitting on a park bench with federal agents <laughs> sharing coffee right now. Yeah. <laughs> He gave an interview to Vox.com yesterday. An uh, interview? Yes. This man admitted to several felonies to Vox.com. Mm. I mean, when you're in Singapore, why not? Oh, wait. No, we're Is he in about, Singapore? No, no, we're talking about Sam. Oh, no, no, Sam. No, no. Oh. Uh, no, Ju- Justin's in Singapore and Chile. He gave an interview to uh, Business Insider. That's right. That's I found out about Stablecoin. <laughs> that's so, that's <laughs> that is so good. Sorry, so there, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. There's so many scams. I'm having a hard time keeping up with the scamming. This is very true. Don't play with that funny money. I don't understand the funny money enough to play with it. Well, I mean, when it was originally used for dark web transactions, like I thought back in the day, it always it started off awful. What did you think it was going to be in the end? It was started by a bunch of people that didn't want to get caught doing some shit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, of course it's gonna be a scam, you dummies. Crime bucks. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Like bit, the original use for Bitcoin was for transactions to occur on the Silk Road. Silk Road was one of the more infamous dark web uh, sites where you could purchase and sell illegal drugs, and also contract certain services. Right. I will leave your imagination to yes, determine what yes. those services are. They varied. Yes. It, it, it's not just the one you're thinking of. Yeah. There's actually a... Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, I, the Washington Post covered this one so I can talk about it. Oh. Um, Eric and I, on Three Fists, we talked about this one. This dude had contracted a hitman, or uh, this woman had contracted a hitman to kill her husband. And it turns out the hitman knew the husband. So when he pulled up, he was like, hey, man, I can't, I can't, I can't kill the homie. That's the homie. I can't do it. Not I can't kill the homie. That's so he ended, up telling, he ended up telling the husband that, hey, man, your wife tried to kill you. She called, she, she, she paid me, she paid me a grip to do it. So. Probably with your money, too. 
I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the best. That's the best. I mean, what did he do? Because that I don't know, nah, dog. What did he do? <laughs> Something had to happen. If you hire an assassin, make sure they have no relation with your spouse. I think oh, that yeah. there's a price. There's like a price tier. And I think that the assassins that that you are unlikely to is unlikely to be a police officer or like your husband's like bowling on your husband's bowling team is way above our pay grade. If you want a real assassin that would really just all of a sudden need about 30 seconds to walk past your spouse and inject them with something and have them fall out. And then all of a sudden they had covid and pneumonia suddenly and onset arthritis and it's uh, natural causes and it's a true tragedy. Can't nobody afford that shit. No, nah, not we, at all. All we can afford is Terry from the bowling team. That's all we got. So we I don't got even. Terry from the bowling I don't, team. I don't. Listen, Terry from the bowling team is a part-time assassin. Yeah, he's a part-time. He's trying to so, make ends meet. It's a side gig. It's just a little extra so, money for when to to put it away. Right. So, so I, I got a I got a question. D- did his boy know that he was assassin before? <laughs> No. Like is this all new shit? It, it's like his whole relationship is yeah, like his whole relationship is blown. He's like, dog, you kill niggas? <laughs> we can't hang out. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. No. Yeah, no, that that, that. so at uh should have your other major crypto branches incredibly worried crypto.com being one of them because what is to stop the next person holding all of the, one of the big bag holders for crypto.com to try to sell off their coin and being hit with the same response because you have to ask yourself what is holding up all of this funny money hopes and dreams like i don't know remember uh, y'all have seen the wire the um, when wallace gets scammed by the crackheads this look like no. money to you dog the fact that you brought up that specific reference knows what where you've lived at your entire for a good majority of your life oh, I'm, I'm doing i'm doing my regular wire rewatch it is it is such a good show it is a very good show i i as a as a child watching The Wire, you're like, wow, Stringer Bell, he's really smart. And then season three happens, you're like, oh, wow, no, you're a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. Being an adult is watching The Wire and looking at Stringer Bell like, oh, you hate black people. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, as a like as an adult, now that I've lived like I've lived in this world and I've like seen what black men who hate black people look like, Stringer Bell hates black people. Like at his core. He hates black people. Yep. And Idris Elba does such a great job. He is using, he is trying to use every available nigga as a staircase to get the fuck out of the hood. Yep. Every yes. available nigga on his way up. Every, he will step on everyone's shoulders, hands, man, spaces. man, woman, child. He don't, don't matter. He is trying to escape in a way that you can't process until you get older. You're absolutely right, Justin. <laughs> And the thing that jumps out the most about Stringer, he thinks he's smarter than everybody. Yep. With his one little community college macroeconomics yeah. one hundred one. Big... there, you talking to a bunch of talking to a bunch of dope dealers about WorldCom. Listen, if listen. If you don't shut the 
this big dummy had them all sitting together at a fucking community college like it was just a regular info group. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He had these niggas reading Robert's Rules to order and then got mad when the one nigga was taking notes. It's like, well, what do you, what does it say in the Robert's Rules, you big duck? It says, take notes, but it's a criminal conspiracy. Well, maybe we shouldn't apply the Robert's Rules to a criminal conspiracy. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. Uh, what an insufferable character. God, you're classic. Have, word. I have never watched The Wire. Where can I watch it? Uh, HBO. HBO. Max. Yeah. HBO, oh. HBO will never. Re- actually, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> HBO hates black people now. Like, it didn't. And now it does. <laughs> so. Okay, so. Here's the weird thing. Of all the things that got slashed when Discovery took over, Craig of the Creek somehow survived. Really? I don't know if, that, I don't know if that's because they forgot it existed. I don't think they knew it existed. Because Craig of the Creek just put out three of the blackest episodes they've put out since season one. Oh, Craig of the Creek is out here. They're, they're like, well, if our time is limited. Like, they had, they had my man Craig go up to Jersey, and his dad was like, I'm not going to breathe this New Jersey air. You letting all the good Maryland air out. I was like, oh. <laughs> These are people that have lived in these places. <laughs> that is a he's very got, specific joke. He's got Craig going to the bodegas. <laughs> Not going to. They, the made, they made a joke about Craig getting roasted so bad. He was like, "I got roasted about things I wasn't even. Uh, I, I wasn't even. I didn't even know to be insecure about. Are my elbows really that ashy?" <laughs> they zoomed in on his elbows. It's like <laughs> a desert cracking, and his cousin's like. Hey, man, we got some bullshit at the house. <laughs> we bear bears crawled, so uh, yeah. Craig do, uh, the Creek could run. We bear, we bear Bears had Gallant on an episode. Remember when they did the episode that was basically New Edition? Yeah. Which, which one? Because they've done it a few times. I, I love We Bear Bears. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had the episode called Bears to Men. Fantastic. Yes. Oh yes. my god, yes. I, I Okay, so I actually did watch the Bears to Men episode and I was crying. There's that one. There's the one where Panda's in the studio. <laughs> baby, yes. baby, please, baby, please, baby, please. Did you see the one where he did the Panda, Panda, Panda thing? Yes. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> yeah, We Bear Bears is great. Y'all no, should go watch that. <laughs> I knew We Bear Bears was it. I think it's their second or third episode where they're playing street ball. And they're they're playing against Kyrie Irving, Dame Lillard, and I forget who the third one is. I'm like, oh no, I know, I know these people. Okay, nope, I I already know who's behind this. Yep. I 100% support. <laughs> yes. So weird. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to segue from that to God of War because I had a good stringer comparison for. Insufferable characters, God of War. But We oh, Bear no, Bears is no. just like so wholesome and good. Yeah. You can't really do nothing to We Bear Bears. Like it's just. Uh, well, no. Okay. So God of War has a new cute little black girl that everybody loves and nobody oh, has anything gosh. terrible to say about. They so, better not because everybody well, gonna did. everybody gonna come after them. They did that earlier in 2021. They knew oh, better. She existed, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, that was a whole big thing, is that she existed. So even though this is all fake and all of it's it's mythical, but like, but that's this, this actually a, but but that's actually 
a black character. Like that's actually like a historically black character that's real. I actually would like to like I don't know how to respond to this without she has a relative that is like mm-hmm. acting acting and it's like she's a black character but her grandmother is like acting like black acting yes. acting yes and it's just the whole thing and I am going to give the game came out like last week or two weeks ago or something so I'm going to give everyone a nice little broad window with which to play it without mentioning really anything but it's funny like she is great but her grandma I, I is her grandma Deborah Wilson again it is you know the queen oh. Oh, it's, it's Deborah Wilson. Yeah, her grandma's yeah, yeah, Deborah yeah, yeah. Wilson. Um, and and it's just, AKA Sabathun. Yeah, just she's just out here, Deborah Wilson. Ing, 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 ing. And so, okay, uh, but, but, please continue. Before I before I hand the reins over to Bat, can we just talk about how black women specifically are able to jump from the world of acting to voice acting seamlessly? I mean. Like honestly, Regina most... King is the one that like jumps to mind. Um, also, I didn't know the woman that did the voice direction for Batman the Animated Series also did voice direction for the Boondocks. Didn't know that. Really? Didn't yeah. know that. Huh. That one what's I the, knew. I can play that one. Uh, oh, my, my crush that always will always be my crush forever that was on a dis- different world as Freddy that I can't oh, remember. Chris Summer, yeah. Chris Chris Summer, Summer the, the, the queen. The queen. She does every voice you know. <laughs> Again, Cree Summer, great actor, does great voice work. Mm-hmm. Deborah Wilson, great actor, does great voice work. She kills voice work too. Like every role she's in, it's just like, oh, that's Deborah Wilson. And then you'd be like, oh, you fall into the character in such a quick amount of time that it's just like, oh, no, 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 no. This is whoever this person is. And then at the end of it, you know, Deborah Wilson's good. <laughs> like, you, you just, the, I'm impressed um, by every, by, I'm impressed by her every time. Right. Everything she does provides a certain amount of gravitas. I actually think she is the most important voice actor in the world at the moment. Um, In terms of if you want your character's importance to be communicated properly to the audience, I don't think a better voice actor does it better than Deborah Wilson at all. You know what? Anywhere. You might actually be. The you actually might be right. The enormity of some of the roles that she's commanded. Um, like I always think Sabatoon comes to mind. I play a lot of Destiny, but and one of the one of the narrative um in one of the narrative endeavors over the past two years is to humanize every single faction in Destiny. Essentially, let everybody know that Guardians aren't right. All these factions aren't evil. There's no such thing as enemies of humanity. And you get to know all of them and what makes them tick. The hardest one is the hive because we've framed them as evil, as xenomorphs, as disposable enemies. Very much a mob, the most mob enemies we can destroy in the game, the most trash mob enemies we can destroy in the game. To humanize them required the character of Sabatoon to be perfect in everything that she was saying and doing in the story that she was telling. And I don't think that anyone else would have been able to properly frame who the Hive were. I'm not... Who the Hive were and how they got here. And the sad story of the Hive more than Deborah Wilson. Um, I think Destiny's biggest, heaviest lift 
was facilitated by her specifically and wouldn't have worked with anyone else but her. And, um, yeah, I just... She made me love a character named Cal Kestis. Oh, in uh, Star Wars, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that whole game wouldn't have worked without her and the crew. That whole narrative wouldn't have worked. She carried that whole narrative front to back. Same thing with Wolfenstein, by the way. Mm. Same thing with Wolfenstein. That whole I, what? I don't I don't know what this is, and I've had I've had a couple conversations with people about this. About what? But like, they just don't. I I don't. The voice the voice acting direction that they give men is just bad. Like, period. Um, I don't think we look. Like across, like across the board, and it's not that like, and the worst part is, is like specifically in video games, um, like, and it's not like the the like the male voice actors are bad; they're actually very good voice actors. But somehow, when you put them, when you make them do voice acting in a video game, like all everything is flat, and like I don't know if they just don't give direction to female voice actors and like of course like black women voice actors but like they're always better like a hundred percent across the board better and i'm like i don't i haven't been able to figure out why there's this massive discrepancy but it's like across like video games i mean i'm gonna make a blanket statement here and this is one of the few ones i'll ever make is that black non-male entertainers are the best entertainers anyway um just in terms of being able to call upon your natural talent in a snap of a finger i've never seen any group of people better at it than black non-men so it's like in terms of singing acting dancing the ability to switch it on and carry with you the the and carry with you a certain amount of weight and gravitas and pain and energy that's unique to them so the directing you you might be right might be bad and the only self-starter of the group is deborah fucking wilson (laughs) so you're not wrong um the only i mean the only the only consistently well voice acted games i see um are usually uh super triple a games the sony multiverse games and, well, like, um, I'm gonna I'm use I'm gonna use my my current favorite Assassin's Creed games as like an example. Um, the Odyssey, the, the, the Odyssey and um Valhalla. Valhalla. Okay. Well, I mean, I always but, cho- but, choose the other the guys' no, no, stories. Okay. Oh, the guys, oh. it's awful. Okay, it's awful. do me a favor. Go listen to the male voice acting. No, oh, versus bad. the female voice acting. It's it, so bad. But those those voice actors aren't bad voice actors. You can hear no, them in just, other you can hear them in non-video game stuff and it's very good. I think it's just the dialogue for me for like the way but they the carry dialogue, themselves. But like the like dialogue's they, the same. But the way they carried the direction that they did give them was totally different than what they gave the uh, Cassandra. Like they whatever they did with them versus this well, the male right, well, version. and that's 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 what I'm saying. Like I've, yeah, I've noticed yeah, yeah, that across yeah. all games. Like I'm just using, I'm just using an example, but like the discrepancy is so huge. Mass Effect series, night and day, night uh, and day on 
but like mm. on all the games, like even Andromeda. I have a. I also have. I have one thing from when I used to be. I used to like act. I used to like do theater classes, theater acting. I was on stage, and there is more instruction and granular instruction for male folks than non-male folks. There's a certain amount of yada yada that is disrespectful, but also allows a certain amount of um, wi- <laughs> that allows a certain amount of <laughs> allows a certain amount of wiggle room, uh, creatively. I mean, that might have a hand in it because when you're because as in, being a, a dude on stage, I was told very specifically to do a thing to look like this, do A, B, and C, look like this, and go, and um non-male uh depending upon the direction if it's middling there just simply is a lot more yada yada to non-dudes in terms of instruction sorry the the laughing there was um my cat it looked like your cat wanted to get on the mic and in which case i will talk about cat business the same way we have people come on to speak about their thing and your cat can come on and talk about cat business as she just wants she just wants dinner that is cat business. Stop starving your cat. I mean, that is specifically cat sounds business. Sounds pretty important. Right. She didn't want to starve to death. Uh, to, to the audience, uh, my cat is just off of, like, because we we do a video call when we're doing these recordings, and my cat is just off the webcam, and all of a sudden, like, you can see from um, her, like, you can see her paw reaching out to do the let me, like, hey, excuse me, excuse me. Like she's doing a little lean in and her paw, reaching her paw all the way out to try and get my attention to get fed early. And I was um, flailing back at her. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't want to starve to death. She's fine. I mean, is she though? Watch out! She gonna, she gonna move that damn microphone out your way. I That's think. why it's over here. <laughs> Why it's over here and my desk is appropriately cluttered so she won't go across my desk because my cat is a diva and will not walk on cluttered surfaces. I feel like I'm the only person that heard the story of the cat that starved to death and really took the message from that story. Everyone else <laughs> is just like, oh, you're fine, cat. Oh, you're not getting fed early, cat. Oh, you've had enough food, cat. And I feel like the whole point of that story is to communicate the suffering cats go through. And really, too few humans, so many humans want cats, but so many humans disregard the importance of that story. And I think it's just like white parents adopting black children. It's important to understand the cultural <laughs> significance of the cat that starved to death for your cat. Don't, don't just be like, oh, you ate enough. You ate enough. But your cat <laughs> might not have culturally and it's important that you understand that but no but too few people do and it's it's a shame it it's i don't i'm not here to pass judgment i love you bacon but it's a shame okay (laughs) it's a shame i'm communicating this to your cat niece um i I see dynamite i see dynamite i i know i know She, she um she is glad that you are such a great advocate for her and can speak for when she cannot. I'll continue to do so. It's important. This is important work uh, that we're doing here. Um, also important work. Now, this is a primo segue. Oh, uh, so the entire Android team of Twitter resigned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Excuse me, what? What? 
<laughs> oh my god i guess it's computer for me this today uh the entire hey, android team of twitter what mm. what and well first of all that's not gonna last but second the the whole thing is coming down in under a week uh, yeah, no, that's actually what's bonded. Somebody said, like, I don't think Twitter will make it through the weekend. Twitter nah. is restricting employee access to all its buildings through the weekend with no reason given. The entire Android team resigned. The World Cup, the largest sporting event in the world, starts this weekend. <gasps> that's right. Oh, no. <laughs> the the most trafficked event in the, in the, in the world. A lot of advertisers would have put up with the BS just to get through the World Cup. A lot of them would. Yeah, and guess what? They all left last week. Like, I don't last know what to tell week. you. <laughs> In a board meeting. In a That's board why we're getting so many Tesla ads. The fact that... So, bringing this back to the FTX dude that took the money from one company to inflate the value of his other company. Elon Musk took a bunch of SpaceX money and dumped it into Twitter's advertising budget. Mm-hmm. I was I was watching that going like, buddy, I don't <laughs> think that's going to work the way you want it to. It, look, we have all moved money from, from savings to checkings just to save mm-hmm. off that next bill. Right, but that's legal. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> like, that's, that's literally legal and what you're supposed to do. This is not legal and not what you're supposed to do. This man looked at SpaceX as his savings account and said, hey, that that uh, that auto pay for my phone bill is about to hit. Oh, yeah. Let me just move some of this money over right quick. That's, That's you know, you know what it reminds me of if you had to actually get from like a PS4 to a PS5 upgrade. Kind of like that. It's like it's a little more, you know, inconvenient than you want, but you can do it. You know, you know, it ain't illegal. You can do it if you want. Yeah, mm, But you better off just just going to buy it outright. That's. That's why he told everyone to vote Republican, because Republicans will dis- will dismantle those committees that were investigating him. I'm kidding. I'm not giving him that much credit. I actually think he I honestly and truly believe he said vote Republican because he believes that the House and the president should be different. I honestly think that's what he believes. I have no reason to think otherwise. Like that is truly what he believes. He doesn't seem to be a very complex. He doesn't seem to be a very complex, nuanced individual, though. Right. No, no. Um, also, fun facts about Andrea Romano, the voice director for the Boondocks and Batman. Right. Cora. Really? She was the voice that director makes for the Cora. Okay. Oh, she's that good. Makes sense. Oh, she's a goat. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm I'm looking through her resume. She she's got a lot on here. <laughs> she has been in the Teenage Mutant. My personal favorite season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Old school or new school? Because there, there is a difference. So my personal... I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying it's my personal favorite. The 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. Where they the, had to... Are you talking about the movie? Uh, No, no, no. The show on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. I missed out on that. Yeah. They had uh, the voice of T'Challa from Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. He was Master Splinter. Well... Oh, that's cool. Isn't Wasn't he the... Isn't he the voice actor for God of War? Uh, Christopher Judge? I am going to slap myself if Christopher Judge was T'Challa this whole time. And I'm I pretty sure that was Christopher Judge because he was the I, first one to run it. I am going to slap myself if they were the same person. 
Uh, he was he was T'Challa in the um, live service Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, that just that's what out. I'm saying. He's been historically he's been voicing T'Challa. Okay, it's ja- okay. Hoof, hoof. So oh no, he wasn't. Earth Mightiest Heroes. It was James Mathis. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't Christopher Judge. No, no, no. Christopher I, Judge. Okay. He, did, he did the voice acting for the most recent appearance of T'Challa in Marvel's Avengers. That character is Christopher. Judge. I thought he. I thought he did another voice acting job as T'Challa too, but I might have probably. Been wrong. He but. probably. He might have ended up being T'Challa for the new Avengers series, the one that replaced Earth Mightiest Hero. Oh my! Mm. I was about to slap myself. I was like, <laughs> if I, if I did not recognize Christopher Judge's voice. Christopher Stargate. <laughs> Listen, talk. Listen, that a staple in my. Again, I inherited my love of sci-fi from my father, so that means, as a child in the '90s, what was on in the house? Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, Stargate, the movie and the shows. God, the show was so good. The show was so damn. That was right around the time that uh, Mark Bernardin had that. Um, episodes his show. What was it? Humans or something like that. God, I can't um, remember the name. I do. It. I do not remember these specifics. Who was D Mob in Def Jam Fight for New York canonically? I know the game, but I forgot the story. Okay, so D Mob in Def Jam in the first Def Jam game, Def Jam Vendetta, D Mob is the final boss. In Def Jam Fight for New York, D Mob is your boss. Oh yeah, that's also Christopher Judge. Yeah, that man, yeah fair. Fair. That makes sense. Yeah. I can't unhear it now. Like, yeah. I, right. That's wild. We walked all over that God of War topic. It, no, we didn't. We didn't. Um, we talked about Deborah. We talked about Deborah Wilson. She's in the second game. She is fucking delightful. We talked about Christopher Judge. He is fucking delightful. We took it in a different direction, but I'm out here. I'm going to talk about some Deborah Wilson and I'm going to talk about some Christopher Judge. So it's fine. We did we did we did it the way we do it. Yeah. Just know that the story is not what you all think. I, am. I, I, I don't I don't think anything. Like I my entire what what I said was um I would like for them to grow up as a company. Mm, mm. Um but I'm also not holding out hope for them to grow up as a company, but at least that studio, it sounds like, is growing up. Oh, yeah. I have, yeah. A, lot, I have a lot of God of War angst. I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching Erica play God of War Ragnarok while I'm playing the original God of War, kind of like one-to-one. And, um, and as someone who was like you and just at the end of God of War 3, I was like, well, that's enough out of him. Thank you. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to... We're gonna go ahead. I deleted his number from my phone. I didn't call him back. <laughs> um, that was God of War three was about I, the end point for me. Too. I had I had to block him. I had to block him on several platforms. I was like, I'm not. It's a little too toxic for me. And um, I was not enamored with the new game. We talked about it years ago that we were just not enamored mm-hmm. with the new game. And I, mm-hmm. I finally got a PlayStation five, which is its own story. And um, I'm playing God of War, and I'm looking at God of War Ragnarok and playing God of War. And it's very much the same impact of having um, a significant other apologize specifically for the thing that they did, as opposed to just saying that they are sorry, TM. The specific nature of how Kratos understands who he was and what he did wrong in incredible detail. (laughs) Christopher Judge has a writing credit, which makes me very interested in how much of that story, some of those lines were improvised. 
how many how many of those stories were improvised mm-hmm. because if he has a writing credit and he speaks as much as he does it's so much of it, it feels like a black father in a lot of ways when he's speaking to like a, a distant black father or disaffected you know like hard times things like that and I, I just can't imagine that he didn't have some type of input in that. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to hear it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am, uh, it, it's a, it's something that I don't necessarily want to, like I said, if you want to continue talking about God of War, no, 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 no. We, as, we don't have to go any further. as someone who, like I said, I hadn't played. I, 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 I figured what would be really good is if we have Erica on for that. I mean, Erica's not done with Ragnarok, so if you want to have them on, say, next episode, like next week, to talk about... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, whenever, whenever. Oh, Seeing like, as long as that game is, I just hit a point that it's going to be longer than next right. week. Right. Oh, I mean, <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, no, Erica, no, 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 no. Erica's off is... Erica's off work. That's why I say next week. That's oh, okay. Right, That's Erica's the other week off. That's why I said... I, I Listen, I, play, I was playing the original God of War. I was like, doop 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 for about five hours. And now they just introduced me to the overworld map, and I was like, "Oh!" And then they started introducing the game completion percentage, and I was like, nine? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Wow! I was like, "It just I'll be eating the chicken." <laughs> so I was like, I'll, "I'll be here for about fifty hours on the first one before I get anywhere near the second one." So yeah, right. I, I, it is it is substantial, but yeah, we can definitely have them on to uh, mm-hmm. talk about God of War. One of the most fascinating things is um we talked about it earlier is that the sony multiverse of games having returned to a chunk of them a decade later for me personally because i had a playstation 3 and then i never got a playstation 4 and then i got a playstation 5 and basically caught up and all of these characters have grown in a very marvel like way like there's actually like a connection from all these characters that we met that were very much all tropes Every single Sony AAA character, Ratchet, Nathan Drake, um, Kratos, they were tropes. And then they grew into something more over the 15 years or so that we've known them. And it's something really fascinating. Like, aside from the console wars, which get drowns out a lot of interesting developments. Like, if Xbox has a very strong platform and just general in terms of engaging and maintaining um and an, an ecosystem sony has the most interesting triple a gaming network possible because it's clear it comes from it's like marvel it comes from the same place and mm-hmm. all of these characters have been with us for long enough to where their development makes sense and i really kind of hit me when i was playing um not god of war but ratchet and clank a rift in time <laughs> where they had acknowledged essentially that Ratchet and Clank had saved the world several times over and they've been around for 15, 16 years and the game opens up with like a parade for them and then Ratchet's like, and they're both kind of like, eh, and they're kind of like disaffected and I'm like, have these niggas really been around for 20 years? Are we celebrating these niggas like the Avengers? Are they tired of our shit? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, man, he's tired. Cause I, I'm that the last AAA Sony game I played was Uncharted 4 specifically, where like I was saying, um, uh, Nathan Drake had a Tom Brady conundrum 
where he might be getting too old for this shit and I might fuck up his life. My fuck up his wife was like, enough, enough, Nathan. And he was like, but the treasure. And she gave him a look. And the whole game spawned <laughs> from that look. Because he's trying to get his brother out, right? But he's also trying to not lose his wife. But he's also trying to wrap it up. But he can't wrap it up. Because he's trying to get his brother out. And he's trying to, he's looking at his mortality. And he's like, he's got to make a choice. Like, do I got to keep, do I keep finding, do I keep treasure hunting? Or do I settle it? Do I wrap it up? Because I can't have everyone getting shot at whole time at some point hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of age i've got great temples he tried to wrap he tried to hit that wrap it up box so many times tried, please bro. please hey, man, man and i found that really fascinating that they had nathan drake who was just the tropiest trope of all tropes to start by the end of it was having a real life conundrum a real life conundrum trying to save his marriage and provide a future for himself and his family besides treasure hunting and i'm like this is such an interesting it's such an interesting set of games so it's like i use the term marvel like to describe sony and it's like it's really something you notice when one you don't really subscribe to like the weird console war screeching back and forth but also if you don't play the game for a while and then do so it's like oh these is you know and you know i tried last of us 2 and the game starts off with like you know, straight up from the end of the first one. And I'm like, oh, this is, oh. So it's it's very well done. If Sony cared about us as people, consumers, or human beings, they could really have a proper stranglehold on this shit. But their disregard for us as people, my time, <laughs> or my wallet, um, is even more strange considering that they have this nice strong foothold in our psyche in terms of brand recognition, consistent strength of characters, um, top only, tier game development and storytelling. Only Nintendo could have a bigger foot on our necks. Only Nintendo. And for <laughs> me, and for me personally, I wasn't a Nintendo person. So Sony has a larger stake in my. I didn't realize until I started catching up with all these games. Sony has a bigger market share for me personally than Nintendo. Bacon, you were saying something. Uh, sorry, I'm um watching the uh the. The, the information unfolding. Oh, what's going on? What I'm hearing from Twitter employees, this is from a uh, ver- an actual verified, not a paid verified tech reporter. Um, <laughs> it looks like roughly 75% of the remaining 3,700-ish Twitter employees have opted not to stay after the hardcore email. 75. Even though the deadline has passed, everyone still has access to their systems. Probably because there's nobody left to um, uh, remove them. So they, so, so he gave the ultimatum to the people with the on and off switch access, yes. and they were just and like, they, "Yeah, fuck it." Yeah, they were just like, "Fuck you, <laughs> no, we're staying." Do it yourself, you piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm going to use my computer to wrap it up. <laughs> As we're very aware, folks on visas are stuck, so that makes up for roughly twenty five percent or less of the 1,000 expected to stay. The actual impact is not yet known. There have been no internal comms about what's next. We're nearly two hours past the deadline. Oh, yeah, employees' badges access have been disabled until Monday. Um, at the beginning of the month, Twitter had 7,400 employees, barely halfway through the month. If 75% stick to the decision today, the company will have shrunk 88%. God damn. 
Did you you know oh, who's happy about 10 per, this? Ten percent of the of the thirty seven hundred ish remaining employees deemed critical were called to a meeting an hour before the deadline. The invite was sent around midnight, but ca- canceled around by noon. Um, the only people happy about this is uh, network TV. We gotta go watch the news again. There's a, there's a proper power vacuum that's going to develop. But all right, so yeah. now Twitter is down 88% of its workforce. And it is not Thanksgiving. We're not even on Thanksgiving week where we get the time off. It's, it's November 17th at the time of this recording. The 17th. We'll see. <laughs> but like I said, Elon Musk is the dream of a nation. So please don't, don't, don't under any circumstances think that he's pulling a fast one. Um, there are lots of lots of bros who would like to be this abrasive and this incompetent and command this much wealth and be able to be this petty. He is he is several. He is just the wildest dreams of the worst people. So, right. That's why as I always try to cut people off when they go, I don't understand. Oh, you do. It's a very clear one-to-one line from those people to their support of that knucklehead. Because now that we know it was the worst thing, how would I put it? It's like a nega Pandora's box where, you know, how when Barack Obama becoming president let a lot of folks know that black people can do anything. And that was important. And then Donald Trump becoming president let a lot of other people know they could do anything. That is also important. (laughs) And um, we are now looking at the rise of those people and um, various avatars, the tip of their spear, um, one being Elon Musk, um, CEO of Twitter, as he um, flails about manages Twitter. Well, glad we're friends in real life. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. sucky for the people I'm like only Twitter friends. Oh, I feel so yeah. like I'm sitting here going like, but without Twitter, I wouldn't have met any of you. Oh, I this podcast wouldn't exist without Twitter. No, literally, it wouldn't. I mean, yeah, that, I guess. That, I mean, that, that's how that's how honestly, I found all of you. I mean, that's how we all found each other. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was listening to your. I had just gotten back onto Twitter and was listening to all y'all shit because I was looking specifically for black content. Oh, we're still going to use Twitter. Um, I mean, it's the same reason why we go to Waffle House. We're going to go. It just I mean, no, I mean, like we're still going to be like Twitter might just not work. I mean, I mean, we're here until this until it's down. That would be wild if it. Got, I can't imagine Twitter going all the way down to the ground. Right. I mean, that's, you, I mean that that's that's a like a really good possibility though. Like that's not. There's no hyperbole here. Because you need the critical support team. They're, they, at yeah, all they, times. they don't. They don't have people. Everybody. Think about people's timelines. If you can't ban like photos and shit like that. Oh my god. That, yeah, that's why bad. people have been moving is because, like, yeah. are trying to find alternate places to go because, twi- like, it is when people say they don't think Twitter will survive the weekend, they really do mean the platform itself will just not exist. Um, well, 
fingers crossed, I wind up being worse than Waffle House. Like, <laughs> yeah, Waffle House doesn't go down. Doesn't go down, right? I'm thinking that it's like you know, it's going to be present in a diminished form that allows us to still have the essence of Twitter, even if we can't lean on it the way we used no, to. Like, 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 and I, I mean this without exaggeration. The FTC could literally seize Twitter. Wow. Right. <laughs> what a moron. Jesus, that would count as an asset. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now that yeah. Now yeah. I mean. Oh, that's actually hilarious. Wow. I know. That's why we're here. What happens <laughs> if the so what happens if the FTC seizes Twitter? Who, it, yeah. Who would get we it? We don't know. We I are mean, in I, I assume it's like any other police auction when they get when they get someone's <laughs> property. It's like, all right, who wants this car? <laughs> And and in the meantime, and in the meantime, like it says, like the website will just say this has been seized by. That's wild. That's wild. It's gonna be like property of Shield for a while. Let's go. Yo, <laughs> what if they? What if it is like a police auction and they just roll it out? Like, all right, cool. Who wait, 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 wait. What? If, what if the government just takes over Twitter and says, like, you can't? We can't. No. <laughs> Imagine that if Twitter just became propped up by the by the government itself, That'd like be awful. that would be hilarious. I ac- actually, I wouldn't. I actually, I if if they if they let us be hood rats, it um it would be fine. Right. Hey, y'all better <laughs> buckle up and get y'all aim and ICQ back, baby. They still running, <laughs> still no, going strong. Don't. You're, Come you're... on, get get me back in the forums. Come no, on, let me no, let me go back no, to ICQ. I, no. Let me get trillion. No, Let me get trillion. trillion. No, <laughs> Let me start putting these young Jeezy lyrics as my uh, aim away message. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. You are supposed to be my friends, my colleagues, my support. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> Discord introduced statuses. About to bring back the Jeezy lyrics. Hey, Let's listen. Go. You better. You Bruh. better get G. You better get your G check back. Bruh. Go ahead. Still work. <laughs> I was I was I was about to put the standard aim message in like my status window to see how many people would get it. Yeah, now we gotta now I gotta put song lyrics in my shit. Now Justin's got me thinking about <laughs> what because now they gotta they gotta change on your mood too. You gotta have a whole set, you gotta have it planned out. Yes. Yes, indeed. Gosh, he fucked up so bad. Two weeks. MySpace Tom is pissed. <laughs> MySpace Tom, man, he made out like a bandit. He sold his shit. MySpace Tom. Oh, yeah, he, he got out quick. He, he looked up and said, yo, the bottom's about to fall out on this. Let me get out <laughs> as quickly. He got paid and let Mark Zuckerberg had several opportunities to get paid and leave. But he said, no, I'm the smartest man in the room. And now he has set $19 billion on fire for Metaverse? Easy. I mean, I assume he's trying to get in front of something. Like, that is my that is my only rational assumption, is that he's trying to get... Because Facebook got ahead of a certain things on social media. And now it's behind. So now I assume he's investing in trying to get ahead on something. The Metaverse isn't going to be it. The audience of Facebook is also not going to be the intended audience for a metaverse, but, you know, whatever. He's got to sort that out himself. But I assume that's what the plan is. I'm giving him more credit because Mark Zuckerberg is not 
aggressively incompetent like Elon Musk. He's not as smart no, as he he's thinks. He's just clueless. Right. He's not as he's not he's not savvy, but he's not a moron, if that makes sense. And uh Elon Musk is a meme. He's you a Saturday night. Like, you mean he's not gross incompetence masking as um a genius? Yes. Mark Mark Zuckerberg just looks like he's wearing people skin. Right. Like he's not oh. that's so weird. I'm I'm sorry. I don't genuinely tried to talk about people's appearance, but he looks like he's wearing a person suit, right. and I cannot get over it right. because uh. he is a very awkward. He is a very awkward, self mo- like partially self-taught man who had like one singular goal, and that goal went way past him. Right, he's in over his head. He's handling it better than a lot of people who are in over their head, but he's still in over his head still, like objectively. He still is. Yeah, he he is he is very much over his head. Somebody that told him about VR hates him. <laughs> Cause VR, as much as I love it, like well, has he, been stagnant for like the last five years. Well, he's trying. He's trying to step in all types of stuff. Um, AR, VR, like mm. he's like trying to step into like. I feel like he's trying to like step into the way we look at things. Um, uh, the way we communicate, phones, monitors, things like that. He's trying to do that. Um, he's gonna waste a lot of money getting there. <laughs> now is not a time for what he's trying to do. As he's learning in real time. Also, I feel like he could have done a lot of this quietly. Um, like I, I know you have to. I know you have to like get investors and advertisers on things, but like you don't have to make like public uh, statements uh, and and reduce the f- like efficiency of your existing platforms. Yes, he did try to sell the metaverse way too soon. Um, having it be something that he's working on privately would have given a little bit more prestige, but he kept rolling it out and talking about it well before it was ready, and it lost a lot of steam and momentum and subsequently money. So, yeah. Oh, well, he got it. Right, he got it. And he fired, he could fire. How many people did he fire? It's uh, close to a thousand, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was something ridiculous. Like, like 1,100 that. people or something like that? Yeah. He fired, he fired many people. Um, uh, mostly from the the meta, I mean, from the VR division, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave a good message uh, compared to Elon Musk here. It was like, be hardcore, quit, and then everyone quit. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> his press secretary, or whoever I assume, whatever brown person he has writing his uh, material and emails, wrote a nice one about how he fucked up and he apologizes and he's letting people stay on the insurance for long and working on severance packages and stuff like that. So he again he. I feel like he's actively trolling Elon Musk because if there was no Elon Musk actively just throwing couches out of the window of Twitch HQ, um, I don't think that he would be actively um, having hiring um, someone to write an empathic response to the firing. Um, He would just be like Elon Musk if there was no Elon Musk. But since he's here and um, there is an elephant in the lobby of Twitter HQ, um, he is trolling. That's great dancing. Breakdance and elephant. So, but yes, um, I don't know what else we have 
um, Bacon is uh, scrolling Twitter for the latest Twitter news before Twitter suddenly just. <laughs> I don't know off. what you're talking about. I did not fall down a Twitter black hole again. You literally have like a whole black hole, a rabbit hole, like stance, sitting posture, yeah. and face. Yes. Like, I don't you know if you really. Know, you look like you are in, like, you look like your whole spirit has left your body and you are in the cyberverse, like, reboot. Like, I you're not, like, you're not here. I do not appreciate the fact that you can differentiate my um, Twitter scrolling expression from any other you caught uh, hyperfixation up. expression. I don't blame well, you. Twitter might go off. Twitter might go off the air. Like Twitter might go off the air like a cable box broke at any moment. <laughs> just all channel three static. Just, and we don't know. So you lean on it as hard as you can while it's here. So it might not be here in the morning. <laughs> So you know, get it in <laughs> they, by all means. They definitely got the uh, the screwdriver turning the, uh, the the knob right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, but I do think that uh, we are towards the back end. I think I am. Um, let's see. I guess we could start squaring up our game of the year discussion. I'm reminded because um, mm. I saw that the game of the year lists came out and like. I think like Horizon Zero Dawn, Elden Ring, and God of War, and Plague Tale is on it. And I was like, now it's been three weeks since I beat that game. And I think I am emotionally ready to talk about Plague Tale (laughs) to other people. I beat the game. I beat Mm. the game. And then I just quietly turned my Xbox off and never talked about it. It is the darkest, most emotionally draining game I have ever played far and away ever in my life. It's a fantastic, yes. amazing game, but it's so draining and so dark that I beat the game and I just sat there for half an hour and I just never told anyone I beat it. I never said anything on Facebook. I never, I literally have never mentioned it since I finished it. And uh, the only thing I did was um, when I had beaten it, they were there was like an Xbox live stream, one of those Xbox.com like community manager live streams, and they were like. We're doing, we're going ratastic with Plague Tale Requiem. And I jumped in the chat to be like, I think this game is a little too dark for this ratastic bit. Just a heads up. And then people in the chat were like, yeah, (laughs) somebody was already in the chat. Like, yo, I think this game is a little too dark for you to be so whimsical. You might want to cut this short. (laughs) Uh, I stopped because it got a little rough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. It, it gets there like it it goes some places oh it, it, that it, it you goes, don't expect it to go oh it goes it goes it goes multiple places and it just uh, multiple times i think that it is a game i think it has the largest natural body count of any game i've ever played i would say you oversee about twelve thousand people dying mm. and for a variety of reasons and it's like it leans on you pretty good. Great story, hard story. Um, like I said, I'll go into it more, but I think I'm ready to talk about it. We're all ready to hold hands in a circle, mm-hmm. and I will talk about how much I enjoyed that game. And please cut the lights on always. Please yeah. lights everywhere, oh, yeah. all the time. Plague Tale is so Plague Tale is so exhausting that it counts as survival horror in a lot of ways. Um, I think it does count as survival horror, but again, that's for later. Does anyone else have mm. anything to add before we wrap this up? And um, 
Oh, um, I've been playing Harvestella. Ooh, Harvestella. Mm. Tell us about Harvestella real fast. Um, so I'm very early in it, but it's it's a farming simulator JRPG, and it's very much an RPG. Um, I would say it's more aggressive in the RPG aspect in uh, than um, games like than uh, Rune Factory is. Uh, Rune Factory has a very like kind of basic kind of combat system, but it's still very fun. Um, this combat system is a bit is simple, but it's all relatively simple, but like it's still kind of complicated. It's well, not complicated. It's um, got a little bit more to it, more going for it than Rune Factory, because in Rune Factory, all you do is you equip a different weapon and you just start punching people. There's like no skill trees or anything. And this one actually has like skill trees. But you still like go through and you choose your abilities. Um, you so there's like just like the rest of Square Enix games, and Square Enix is leaning heavily on all of their games, and they all have very similar things going along. There's all there's a job system in Harvestella. Um, you have a, like this little device, and that device turns into whatever object you need it to be as long as you have it unlocked. So it turns into a fishing pole. It turns into a hammer. It turns into a watering, a plant watering device, which is actually kind of nice because you don't have to refill your fucking watering can, which is... Game of the year. <laughs> you get me, Bap. You've played enough of these games to get listen, me. I listen, fucking hate refilling my watering can. It's the worst. Can. Oh my <laughs> God. It, I'm like, Stardew this Valley. Is like, this, is, this is a magic watering can. Why do I have to refill it? Yes. Like, like there is no watering can in the world that can do a 48 by four, 48 square. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Why are you making me refill my watering can? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, like, you don't refill your watering can because it, it's a magical device that just has water. Um, it also turns into whatever weapon you want to... A weapon that is associated to the job so there's like a mage class so it turns into a staff and your outfit kind of slightly changes depending on what job you're on which I thought was a really nice touch but it still maintains like the same sort of uniform look mm-hmm. um, it's the the I, I actually really like the character de- design so there's there's two builds um, two bodies and I use that very specifically because you can choose your gender in this game. And the genders are male, female, and non-binary. Um, and there's two character voices. There's like a higher pitch voice and then there's a lower pitch voice. And um, you can have whichever voice on whichever body. Um, the outfit, like the character outfits, uh, there's only very minimal, very subtle changes between both between the outfits between the, like the character builds so like i picked the more masculine character build but i chose the higher pitch voice um and the whole thing makes me feel very gender <laughs> <laughs> it's like it uh aaron uh Bappen, LJ, i did a uh, post a picture of it in the add space section of the um podcast discord um you might have to scroll up a little bit 
It's a very like Japanese like Oh, I see. Yes. Fantasy yeah, outfit. But if you look if you look closely, like they both there's both like a, a shield sort of thing on the oh, yeah. okay. on the hip. There's there's um on one of the arms is heavily armored, but the the overall outfit is pretty much the same. Um just on one on one model, it's sleeveless with like longer shorts, and on the other model, it's uh, got little short sleeves and shorter shorts. But like, even even the thigh high boots are the same. Um, I course, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And of course, the characters blonde hair, blue eyed, but the face is very androgynous looking. Um, and very similar hairstyle as well. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, that that character's outfit like it it changes based like it it turns into more of like a mage robe with a hood when you're on the mage, but like and it and it turns like kind of a dark purpley color, but it's very very similar to how it it looks in the character design if you look it up. Um uh there's like I just unlocked like the shadow assassin job and it looks very similar but it has like a much longer but straight tail in the back um and it's also it, it it goes dark colored and you have two uh you have you pretty sure you're holding two katanas for that like not even like not even like shorter blades no you're you're dual wielding katanas <laughs> i heard the story gets wild uh in true square enix writing fashion the story makes not a lick of sense um uh, tell me Final Fantasy's narratives make sense in the beginning. No, I will tell you you are wrong. No. Um, I what I can tell you is that there's there are seasons, but like the seasons don't operate like normal seasons. And in between seasons, there's this thing called the quietest where everybody must stay indoors, or you could just like get sick and die. It it kind of like it 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 it's like a it's a time of no life. So the oh, life that's kinda, that's like, real Square Enix sucked out of everything um and of course there's giant magic crystal stone looking things and each contains a different element and each element is tied to a different season you don't have to deal with chaos do you uh i have not met chaos yet but i i do have fair there are fairies and in fairy secret amana esque there are fairies and the fairies can work on work on your farm i found out um, so I have I have a fire fairy so you, hanging out on my farm, being very bossy. Um, so you have a slave? Hmm. Uh, no, they just inserted themselves. Uh, they don't even like work on my farm because I'm still harvesting. I don't know what they do there. They're they're they just <laughs> there's there's something they do something. Um, they gave me a book of like it looks like mini achievements, like cook an item thirty, like cook five items, um, and as you fill out the little the little book like the fairy gives you things like good job here's your reward um uh looking from like the farm itself it looks like you get a lot of farmland like quite a bit like i'm still in the beginning so i've just expanded my farm one time and i only have the one fairy but i can already see how big the game is going to get um and And it has fishing it does have fishing, but the fishing is not a mini game, um, which was unfortunate, but also it's still okay. 
uh, is just you cast your line and then reel it in when the fish bites. There's no there's no mini game. It's just <laughs> do the thing. Uh, the music is true Square Enix fashion. Fantastic. It is super good. It is incredibly good. It, it does a very good job of setting the tone along with the artwork because the art, artwork is very soft. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah, the artwork is super, like, very soft looking. The colors are soft. Mm-hmm. Nothing's like the 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 parts that are like really contrasty are the crystals because they're very bright. Um, and they they well, I they like that so art style that out. they were using. The art style is beautiful. I think it's a yeah. very beautiful game. The music is beautiful. The music is like they really. It really feels like with this game they went super like, they just want cozy and low key. Even the battle music is pretty chill. The game makes me sleepy and not bored sleepy. I mean, it just lulls me to sleep. Like, it's just such a cozy, enjoyable game. Is the soundtrack on Spotify? I have no idea, to be honest. I haven't looked. um, But the second it is, I will be using it to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I am currently playing this game before I go to bed. Um, I'm streaming it as well. And while streaming it, I have to have additional caffeine because uh, I'm sure y'all saw me. I was yawning. It is the (laughs) sleepiest thing. It is the sleepiest experience. (laughs) So sleepy. You can't help it either. Like I was in the chat for like 10 minutes. I was all hype when I came in. Hey, what's going on? Sleep. Listen, I know at least two people fell asleep watching that stream. And it, 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 I really genuinely don't mean this in a bad way. The game itself hits all of the little relaxation points in your brain. It's just like, it's like somebody just kind of sat there and is like lightly touching the back of your head. Um, it's, and again, the artwork is, everything is very soft. The combat feels really nice. Like it, it just feels very nice. Um, the, I haven't figured out how to block or if you can block, which I'm like, I'm taking damage and the enemies are focusing on me, but I'm not quite sure how to not take damage yet. So I'm going to look that up. <laughs> is it turn-based? It is not turn-based. It is real time. Interesting. Really interesting. Yes, it is. It is. It is. I didn't know that. Maybe I'll pay, like, I, I wasn't paying attention as much because I think at that point you were just using your, farming if this combat is different it i might real, actually it's real time combat. This yeah it's real time combat okay. um uh the the characters all have very the characters so far all have very um a pretty well-rounded um personalities i did encounter a character who i actually like how they handled it it's like you know a former assassin doesn't want to kill people because they were raised to kill people and they just they just want to live a quiet life. And anytime they like, even if they're not like hurting a person, even just like picking up their blades, they clearly have a trauma response to it. And, you know, they're like, we understand. Like, we're not going to force you to do anything. Like, there's very clearly a like respecting of boundaries instead of oh come on you need to do the thing forever for us sort of stuff like it's i felt like there's a pretty clear um like there was a situation of course where they had to use their ability but like i don't even keep i didn't even i don't even have them in my party because i was like you don't want to do this so i'm not going to make you do this instead i will take on the job that your character has and i will do this because 
this looks like a fun thing like the combat itself looks fun but i'm not gonna make this character do the thing (laughs) (laughs) um but also the the there's uh fast travel um once you like there's these really pretty glowy orb things that you can use for uh fast travel i'm sure they make narrative sense in some way they make no narrative sense to me um but i'm sure somebody who's better at reading lore can under tell me what they are um <laughs> to me they just like a glowing thing um uh and the once you you know you know how when you go through maps like there's like a transitional area like a cave or a forest you have to like mm-hmm. go through once you clear it, once you go from one end to the other, you can just walk through it on the map. Oh, that's great. You don't have to go in. And the nice part about that is, is that there's like, there's like a, a kind of like a valley. There's an entrance and an exit. And you can, if you go in from the exit side on the map, you enter, you start there and not at the beginning. Oh, that's nice. Which, it flips is it flips the dungeon. That's all right. Which small detail, right? I really like those small kinds of details. Yeah, like, that's I mean, I've I don't think I've ever experienced an RPG that did that. Right. No, it's it's kind of like an evolution of how JRPGs like are working. And I think that Squeenix as a, in general is like expanding on the 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 stuff that they just did. Like, you don't need to go through the same dungeon 18,000 times to get from point A to point B. Like, we're not going to make you do that. Like, arbitrary bullshit. I'm, like, really excited to see a movement away from arbitrary bullshit. Um, Um, Does the game have relationships? uh, So, I don't know the extent of the relationships yet. I haven't gotten Uh. there. You do have like a, um, there is like a relationship meter with specific characters. Mm -hmm. Like I have two points up with the doctor. I have, I think I have one point up with one of the party members. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far that goes yet. All right. Um, Funny enough, I haven't actually seen much noise about this game at all. Um, I mean, it might have caught in the wash. Uh, apparently, God of War has sold more copies of itself than Call of Duty has sold more copies of itself, while Call of Duty has also sold more copies of Call of Duty last year. So there is a tidal wave of attention going elsewhere. And Pokemon's out tomorrow. And Pokemon oh, yeah. is out tomorrow. Hey. Overwatch came out two, Video three weeks ago. Video games back for a little while. Right. Yeah, so, well, it, it just it just felt like the promotion of it was really low. Um, definitely. I would not have known anything about this game if I didn't already know about this game. I forgot how we learned about it. I can't tell if it was uh, you I or Jeffrey. We were, was it you? I think we were watching one of the games thingies and uh, we went farming game and then I started yelling. Oh, okay, cool. That makes sense. I Somebody mm. went, hey, look, bacon farming game. And then I looked at it and I started screaming, but can you date? Ah, yes. For like five months. Yes, it's true. I didn't know anything about uh, Harvestella except that it was coming out. And mostly because I perused the Twitch eShop. And the Twitch, the Switch eShop. So yeah, I I saw nothing about this game anywhere um, leading up to its arrival except that it was available for purchase. So yeah, I learned everything from you. Mm hmm. So, so, um, 
well, shoot. Um, we will. It'll be a developing story, as always. We return to the games that we purchase and review, uh, especially the big long ones. Um, there's no reason for us to assume that we will have a full review in one. How many games will we be playing in three days? I, Four, five. Yeah, I've got about twenty hours on it. Right. I'm. I'm just trying to figure out where. I'm I'm trying to get an understanding of the storyline in a way I can explain it because right. I'm in the beginning and it's a Squeenix storyline. So I'm just like, you're saying words to me. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I want to pick up Harvestella now, but the fact that I'm in a second playthrough of Persona 5, I also am in the middle of God of War, which is so sad that I wanted to go back to Plague Tale last night. Um. Yes. Ain't, ain't no way that game is sad. Dog, tale, it has a moment in there that is so sad. You, you haven't played. Enough, I was like, you haven't played enough Plague Tale. Please continue. Ah. Uh, no, you never. Would, you, you never. No, what, you never want to go back do, to Plague Tale. What I would do is I would play Harvestella after you're done with God of War for a detox. Yeah, I would. Mm. Uh, I would say. Um, funny enough, um, Plague Tale was so harmful. Not harmful, but like so sad. Actually, no, it was this dark. Um. I actually was I was on the fence about getting Last of Us, but it was on sale. Oh gosh. I was on the sense of getting the second Last of Us, um, but it was on sale, so I can't turn down a sale. I don't know how like, Sony doesn't, you know, they don't like us, so it's only, you know, I'll take those handouts where I can get them. And um yeah, but I was you trust me, you, I get it. Don't don't stack up don't stack up the sad games. Yeah, Throw some Harvestella in there in the middle. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough last night. I was like, man. I don't know. I might have to put this down for a little minute, man. Right. Because I'm angry. I'm angry and sad at the same time. <laughs> so video games are back. Have been back. I forgot about the fact that the mi- we always forget that at the beginning to about midsummer, games just kind of chill. Like you get like one or two, and then I, that is no longer the case. I don't know whether it's my um, untreated indie game addiction. Well, I mean, or the presence of Game Pass, or both, like having a bar open up in the um below your apartment. Either way, it's um, I, I there is no chill for me. I there is none. There is the only the like I said, I've been collecting and sorting out games. Like I haven't gotten to talk about Signalis. Uh, genuinely, oh gosh, I started that yesterday. Phenomenal, phenomenal game. I got caught up actually by Entropy Center. Which is my favorite first-person puzzle game since Portal, and uh, fully recommended. A little janky on the sound department. Amazing puzzle design, fascinating story, and a very interesting narrative. Um, I haven't enjoyed one of those type of games since. I'm, that's one of my sneaky favorite genres. Is I play a lot of them, um, and uh, yeah. So I, like, like I said, the amount of games that I've played that there is no space to talk about without setting aside a whole show to talk about the games that we've played on the side for yeah, like an fair, hour and a half. We'd fair. have to literally set aside a whole episode. Yeah, fair. Um, I, I didn't think about that, but yeah, I guess I, because right. I'm just... Game Pass, you know, the early adopters of Game Pass, this is our two-year like kind of window for us being on Game Pass. Like Game Pass has been out two, three years right. now. So I'm just used to having 5,000 games on my system now. Right, so, but that's what I mean. So, that 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 all, that all constitutes your backlog. There are games that you could pick up and play immediately. Games that you've um, games that you've uh, downloaded that you could play at any moment. Um, little things. Um, the uh, Amnesia Rebirth, the yes. reboot of Amnesia, um, is on game out on Game Pass around Halloween. 
that game Norco, that um point and click text I'm adventure. I'm so excited. Right. Oh, I'm so excited that it just came. Right. And so there are it, games never stop. There is a um I forgot the name, but there was a game where you play as uh, Yaga, the witch, the forest witch. Oh yeah. Next month, um, next, again, a few weeks is the game where you play as the forest witch. I forgot what it was called. Let me look at it. Yeah, I, I I played that demo. I can't. I love that demo. What was that game? It was the one where you were a young lady, right? You're playing as a you're playing as you're playing as an archer with them. Yeah. Let's see. And God, because it had a great forest area. It was black. Hmm. It's called Blacktail. Yes. 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 Yeah. Blacktail. Right, so that's the one because it has the the skull face, doesn't it, or something along those lines? Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Okay. You, you have a mask on because you were cast out by your village for being too magical, and how you wind up is your choice. So it's like a village kind of a kind of a Pan's Labyrinth type deal. Um, again, and then there's also that Riptide game that again Warhammer game, the one where you can make niggas in it for the oh, first time. Yeah. Ever. Right. So it's like. Like I said, games don't chill. They've never stopped. This is our plight. This is also our show. So we'd like to thank okay, you. Okay, but importantly, did you see uh, my gift for Erica? Well, we're going to talk about a picture on a podcast. I, I just wanted to know. If <laughs> I don't want to talk about a picture on a podcast. I can't talk about I a mean, picture on a podcast. I mean, you do it the same way that you do for. Uh, accessibility you do a description of the picture so people who can't see can also be in on the joke then explain your picture on this podcast bacon i was asked to create a picture of a xenomorph queen with a bonnet at a laptop you have done it successfully I have done it successfully. Well, now we have to make sure that this um that I'm trying so hard it. not to laugh. Right. It was really not, now I have to make it my business that like everyone has to see this image or else we're talking about a picture on a podcast. So now <laughs> we have to um do that. You can so post it on our Patreon. Everyone, everyone we're not gonna put it behind a paywall. We're gonna have to post it on the Twitter account when we post the show. And we're going to have to post it just in general. It will just have to be a general image for context that exists consistently. Make sure to, make sure to add the the, the, just no. the accessibility thing. What? You, 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 um, you're the creator of the image. Um, all of that is. I haven't figured out how to do that on Twitter. Um, I wonder if Elon broke that feature. I feel like the fact that Twitter is on is tenuous. So, like I said, they're just gonna cut. It's just gonna be like Channel Three. So that's it. So. Uh, our Patreon, however, can be found at uh, un uh, no Patreon dot com backslash on Fridays. That's uh, Patreon dot com backslash on Fridays. Um, all money goes to general upkeep and to feed bacon. That's it. Um, and a jailer, but that podcast is on hiatus, so the money goes right to their pockets. It's super transparent. If you want to support, it's a very easy way to support. It's one to one. There's no duplicity. I'm not t- taking this money 
I'm not going <laughs> to deposit <laughs> and put it in an account in the Bahamas. No, really. I get that money. <laughs> or use the money to pay for some other failed podcast network that I have. <laughs> I'm trying to bring the black astronauts back. <laughs> so, yeah, we're very, we're very transparent and we appreciate all of your support, whether you've thought about it or actually are supporting. Thank you guys very much. It's greatly appreciated more than we could ever communicate. So that is our program. Uh, Bacon has to go play. And so does Bap. We and Bap, me and Bap got a hammer at these backlogs. Just straight up. Just Listen. Just working, just niggas just hammering and sweating down the railroad. Just hammering these games out. So we're going to get to it, and we'll catch you guys next week. And have a pleasant day.